Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Stafford joining you in studio. We're back in lovely Edmonton after a nine-day road trip that saw the Edmonton Oilers go three, one, and one, and close out with three consecutive wins. Team arrived last night at uh, about uh, two twenty-five Edmonton time, a.m. Coming back from uh, Buffalo, 
And uh, I was in my uh, duo role as uh, an AMA assistant last night once we uh, got into town. Special thanks to the folks at Heartland Ford as we were able to fire up uh, a couple of vehicles. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies. Laptops, IT plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex.ca. First half hour of the show today, we will recap last night's uh, come from behind victory for the Edmonton Oilers. They were on the ropes in the first. And they battled. The entire team battled on route to a 4-3 victory. Uh, we'll get to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. At uh, 12.35 today, Stoffer Inspector for the horses. Every Tuesday here on Oilers Now, horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry. One thirty-five. an update from the farm, where Jay Woodcroft and the Bakersfield Condors have gone 18-1. and in their last 19 games. Uh, NHL CBA mandated off day today for the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, organization. Apparently it was an off day as well for Ryan Jesperson. I think he gets about six weeks worth of those during the course of the year. I, I got to get like the 630 Ched deal on this because in my deal, and much to the chagrin of many of the listeners out there, I only get like three weeks off a year plus travel days. And, and really it would be very difficult for me to do the show on the plane while we're flying, just to set the record straight. Okay, that would be a, uh, a challenge. Uh, a little bout with uh, illness making the ramps through the group as well, but uh, a good win last night for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our Oilers now. Hotline 780 It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. They have Rick Springfield. Wow. Um May 23rd at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us. I already mentioned Heartland Ford. Heartland Ford text line 630-630. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter. Anna Withers now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stafford. You can reach uh, Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. Brendan, how are you? Things are good today, Bob. Big They're, win. Big win. They were uh, they were challenged a bit. I think that's fair to say. In some stretches last night, uh, Buffalo had a real good first period. They've got some talented young defensemen. They're going to be an intriguing team to watch moving forward. But the Oilers battled and they stay in the fight. And Buffalo is vulnerable enough right now that you can come back on them. And that's what we saw last night. We're going to get right into our Oilers now audio vault. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. DirectWorkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Let's get to the call of the game. An opportunity to finish a 3-1-1 road trip and go home for four. Now the Oilers, 2-1-1, short-handed. McDavid to drive center, one-timer score! And Edmonton, in the first 90 seconds, able to take a 1-0 lead. Dreisaitl, short-handed. Regain the puck to the net, wrist shot score. Beauty, top left corner. And his 24th answers the shorty. Here's McDavid. Little give and go with Dreisaitl. Gets it back. Shoots off the post. That off the draw. Sent wide by Middlestat. Here's a centering pass. One timer score. Middlestat set up by Scott Wilson. And it's 2-1 Buffalo. And now Eichel has a trailer. And maybe it's a three-on-one for Buffalo. Eichel walks in. Shoots and scores. Eichel curled it back. Darlene. One timer wrist line and save made. Handled by Russell. One timer. Cassian scores. Set up by McDavid. And Edmonton was building. 
Isn't confidence an amazing thing, Jack? There was always something there with him. He's having, he's had a history of having, you know, success in intermittent stretches playing with the Sedins in the past. But he's on a heater right now for Zach Cassian. Great luck for Connor McDavid. You still got to be able to pick that puck up, Jack, and one time that baby home. And that's what Cassian did. Minute 15 to go. One timer. Nurse score. Set up by Drysaddle. And Edmonton's tied the game. Three all. Three final 10 seconds. Second period. Larson loads up, shoots, scores. Five hole. Unbelievable. 4.3 to go in the period. And Edmonton has regained the lead. It's four to three with three goals in the final three and a half of this, the second period. It's loose at center. Oh, oh Wilson flattened Woo. by Cassie in a huge hit. Oilers four, Sabres three. Skinner heading to the net. Taken off a stick by Larson. Protecting Skinner in front. Shot sailed wide, and now we'll have a hold against the Sabres, and that ought to do it. That was a big hit by Cassian. Um, wow. Well, if, if you were driving home during the first period and not actually watching the game... If you were driving home and you had heard our broadcast, like part of what we have to do is communicate what's going on in the ice. And it wasn't pretty for the Edmonton Oilers in the first period. Buffalo played well. And Edmonton had a couple real tough sequences. Uh, but the team battled. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you can see that Buffalo in the future, like Rasmus Dahlin, he's already at 37 or 38 points right now as a defenseman, as an 18-year-old rookie. He's going to be special. Ristolainen, I wonder whether or not they're going to trade that guy. He's minus 33 now, but he has offensive instincts. Um, and then they pick up Brandon Montour as well. Like, they got some guys that can do some special things, and they just got to learn how to defend. Uh, but they were up, and Eichel was on point, and he was sniping, and he was shooting the pill. In fact, he had a chance in the second period to make it 4-1. Sabres had a power play. Koskinen probably a little bit deep in the crease in the first goal, but the, the sequence of events on that play, Adam Larson, who's... Adam Larson would be the first to tell you he's having a bit of a tough stretch here, but he, he was the physical embodiment of what happened last night for Edmonton. Like, he had a tough period, and then he battled through it, and then was really good in the second and third period. Uh, but he, he dropped his stick, and he went and chased the stick instead of getting back to the front of the net when the orders were shorthanded, and that gave Eichel a sliver of space, and then he ripped it, and Koskinen was probably a little deep, and he plays deep in his crease. But, uh, you know, Eichel can flat-out shoot the pill, and he did. And so the Sabres were up 3-1 after one. They were out shooting Edmonton 14-7. And again, if you were driving around Edmonton, listening to the game, you know, if you watched it, and most of you do watch it, you can text us at 630-630 in your Heartline 4 text line. You're thinking, uh-oh, we're in trouble here. But Oilers got some stops early in the second. They killed off a uh, Buffalo power play, and then boom, 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 three quick goals, final 10 minutes. It started with a sustained five-on-five shift, and then two shifts later, the Oilers made it 3-2 in the setup from uh, Connor McDavid to Zach Cassie. Credit to uh, Ken Hitchcock. He uh, didn't have a lot going. with. The, he had a lot going with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Cassian. They were dominating play five-on-five. Five. Um, both teams were trading chances, but there was some challenges with some of the other lines. And then when he put Lucic back with Cave uh, as well as Curry, uh, and then he got uh, Nugent Hopkins kind of centering his own unit out there, uh, or Nugent Hopkins, rather, with McDavid. And Cassian and Leon Dreisaitl said in his own line, you watch a game like that last night, you could make an argument 
and people say, oh, stop, you're such a homer. That's when you know you're you're somewhere balanced, when you've got guys actually saying you're too hard on the team as well. Uh, but in a game like last night, when you saw what that change meant to having Leon Dreisaitl center is his own line. You can come at teams in waves, and that's what happened late in the period. McDavid setting up a beauty for Cassian, who did have to make a real good take to make that goal, uh, to rip that one home, and he's he's got some... Right now, for all the people, like, I'll give you an example. John Sexsmith in the fall said, Bob, why doesn't Todd McClellan ever play Zach Cassian in the top six? Why not just throw him up there once in a while? And I was like, well, you know, he really hasn't... Has he shown that he can score at all? Can he contribute that way? And, he, and John goes, well, he did in Vancouver intermittently at times with the Sedins. Okay, he did. Well, give Cassian credit. Over the last basically six weeks, he's been a fairly productive player that provides size, and because he can skate, get in on the forecheck, he doesn't finish off every play. Nobody does. But he's an effective factor. So when you have McDavid centering one line and Cassian creating some space and then dry settle boom, boom, suddenly you can come at teams in waves, and that's what happened in the second and third period. Kent Hitchcock had this to say, oh, there was one more thing I should mention, Koskinen. He battles. He's not perfect. He's improved immensely in his puck handling abilities, his read of the game, maybe when to freeze the puck, when not to freeze the puck. But he battles. And people say he's still got some holes. Well, every goaltender has some challenges. They gotta continue to work with him, but He's been pretty good since Cam Talbot's been traded. Miko Koskinen's save percentage is out of a number one goaltender in the NHL. I know it's just nine games, but he's battled. Here's Ken Hitchcock on the comeback win last night. It wasn't clean. We we looked like a team that was on the end of a long road trip at the start. We got some juice in the second period and and then a couple of breaks in the third. Both teams missed empty nets in the third and uh, overall, the, the juice we got in the second period allowed us, uh, we stayed with it. I thought our goalie, when it was 3-1, held us together. And, and then when we started to we started create some cycle game in the second, like towards the end of the second, we felt a lot more comfortable in our game. But today was exactly what it was. It was a gutsy win. It was a, you know, a never-say-die a never type of effort again. We've got in a lot of that right now, and we just got to stay with it. All right, so the Oilers sandwich a brilliant performance against Columbus with two wins where they probably weren't the best team for large stretches of the games, but they found ways to win in Ottawa and Buffalo. And when that happens, you need a little bit of puck luck. And uh, the the T.C. Chen play, the saddle goal for the Sabres, I've seen that once before involving Craig Smith. He did it in Montreal a couple of years ago. The double hit on the wide open net, you couldn't do that again. Puck luck. Here's Ken Hitchcock. Like, yeah, we got a break, but we've we've had we've had unbelievable, unfortunate things happen to us in Montreal and in Philadelphia, where we could have walked out with two points there. So those things equal out. I, I, I'm I'm just uh, proud of our guys the way we we responded. We didn't uh, we didn't go put our second foot on the bus. We we dug in and played and competed, and it's a good sign for for the team for now, and good sign for moving forward. Real good sign for moving forward. Bottom line here, the three victories to close out the road trip. The Oilers are six points out of a playoff spot. They are still technically in the mix. If you're a player, and I, you know, I, I know a lot of you listening right now go, wow, come on, they, they, they can't get back in the playoffs. You can't believe that if you're in that room, right? You get that, right? You get that you got to keep the dream alive. 
How many wins do you need in your final? Well, how many games they got left here? 16? Does that sound right, Brendan? 16 games? I think they probably need 12. Some would say they only need 10. Here's Ken Hitchcock on saying they've given themselves a shot here at the playoffs. What it sets us up with is we're going to have to win our home games and play better at home than we've ever played this year if we expect to get in. But we've given ourselves a chance, but we're going to have to go and earn it. They're not going to give us points at home. We, we, we quite frankly, have to play better at, at home uh, than we have all year uh, if we expect to do it. But now we've opened the door for ourselves and we just want to keep playing. I think that we've played much better on the road lately uh, than we have at home, and we're going to have to go and take some of the stuff we've been doing on the road into our home games. All right, that's Ken Hitchcock. Uh, during the course of this trip, I bumped into, um, you know, there's always interest in the Edmonton Oilers. They were in Toronto, as an example. That's the center of the Canadian hockey universe. Excuse me, according to those in Toronto. And, uh, you know, couple Hall of Famers. It's amazing with uh, former players, because my experience has been the better the player, usually the better the guy. Just a personal experience that I've had. The more open, the more receptive uh, those guys are uh, to maybe those that didn't play. Uh, just a personal observation along the way. Uh, anyhow, bottom line here, in two separate conversations with a couple guys, they both said the same thing. You realize Leon Dreisaitl right now on 15 to 20 teams in the NHL would be their best player. So it's funny, right? Because fans sit there and uh, lament the position that the organizations, and rightfully so. Edmonton should have more traction than they do. Absolutely. Well, you guys blew it with Yakupov. Okay? And Paul Yarby didn't get the traction that he needed to get. Now we found out, to find out that he's got major hip issues. Anybody turn around and say, hey, they drafted the best player in the 2014 draft. How many people really believe that Dreisaitl could be this good? Brendan, what did I always say about Dreisaitl? Since you worked here, going back to when uh, it was uh, Brendan Ulrich, back to Reed Wilkins, the same thing all the time. He doesn't know how good he is yet. I think we're starting to see how good he is. If you can turn Dakota Conroy into a 30-plus goal scorer in Major Junior, you're probably a pretty good player. Sorry, Dakota, if you're listening right now, but, you know, you'd be the first to admit you're a little limited, and I think the Conroy family would laugh at that. Uh, anyhow, uh, this is what uh, Ken Hitchcock had to say on Settle and McDavid's contributions. We had some people that were struggling, and we need Connor and uh, Darnell to, or sorry, and, and Leon to run the lines. We needed those guys to run the lines, and and they both did a great job today. You know, they they needed to carry some people. Other guys were struggling, and um, and they did exactly what good players and leaders do. That's exactly what we need from our leaders. And those two guys stepped up big time. Uh, you could say that again. What's he got? 17 goals in his last 18 games. Second in the NHL in goals. Y'all had that at the start of the year, right? Y'all had dry settle in the top five. I mean, we all knew McDavid was probably going to be in the top five in the league in scoring. He's going to definitely hunt down Patrick Kane. I don't know if he's going to be able to. It's unlikely he reels in Nikita Kucherov, but never say never with Connor McDavid, who, by the way, had his family at last night's game. Uh, and in terms of Leon Dreisaitl, I didn't see the goals. I thought he could be a you know, first-line player. I didn't see the goals. I mean, wow. Which is a credit to him. Uh, Dreisaitl, after the game, had this to say of the dramatic comeback last night. 
Well, we said it before. Uh, a lot of people are against us. We know that, but we're not going to stop until uh, you know it's it's over or we're in. So, um, you know, another another gutsy effort. Um, really good road trip from from the whole group, and um, yeah, we got to keep this up. A lot of people are against us. It's interesting, right? Because you wonder what gets said to these guys by people close to them. Like, if you're ninety percent positive, do they hear the ten percent negative? Is that all they hear? Trying to work with the four to one rule in today's generation, Brendan. When you came aboard, four positives for every one negative. Remember when we did the interview? Four positives for one negative. Yeah. I'd like to tell you that's how I was raised. That is not how I was raised. And every guy over the age of forty knows exactly what I'm talking about. So it's a, it's a different time, a different era, uh, social media and all that stuff. But it's uh, they still got a lot of work to do. Could you imagine if they made it? What a story it'd be. They make the playoffs, yeah. and people, and then, and then you know what'll happen? Well, so what? They made the playoffs. They're gonna get bounced out of the first. Never say never. No, yep. man. I remember back in two thousand six, we had uh, we had a guy in town say the Edmonton Oilers would lose to the Detroit Red Wings in three. He's coming up at twelve thirty five. Not going to throw anybody under the bus, Mark Spector. Uh, anyhow, uh, Miko Koskinen. After the game, we had him. Uh, the Oilers PR staff was kind enough to get us the the winning goaltender. He had this to say, saying that he predicted the comeback. Yeah, of course. Uh, I had, like, all time I had a feeling that we we're going to come back. Like, in a, even in the first period in the locker room, we made some changes. And uh, we believe we believe today, and we have to believe, like, uh, rest of the year, and everything. we still have a chance. They have to believe the rest of the year. If he plays like that, he's going to give them a shot. That's, you know, and, and the way the schedule works, they, they don't have the toughest home schedule, but they got to start winning games at home, and the fans deserve that. The fans deserve the team to win games at home. That comes with the territory. So it's 12.25 in Edmonton. It's a rundown. Again, that's the Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. When we come back, we'll go to Elite Promotional Marketing's NHL today. This is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. That is the 1981 Winnipeg Blue Bombers theme song. That's what they rolled with back in the day. 12.27 in Edmonton, off to a global news. Oh, no, wait. We're going to get there in a second, but first, NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his group at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. All right, Bob, a full slate of games tonight in the NHL. Canadian action has the Senators visiting the Islanders. Winnipeg plays in Tampa and Montreal on the road in Los Angeles. The Leafs re-signed goaltender Garrett Sparks to a one-year contract extension worth $750,000. He was set to become a restricted free agent in July. Minnesota Wild signing forward Connor Dewar to an entry-level deal. He was their third-round pick in last year's draft, currently the captain of the Everett Silvertips. Sherwood Park's Sam Steele recalled once again by the Anaheim Ducks this morning and Flames D-man Michael Stone is set for a conditioning stint in the AHL. He has been out with a blood clot in his arm, has not played since November 11th. Bakersfield uh, visits the San Jose Barracuda tomorrow night. Central Division leading Edmonton Oil Kings are off until Friday. They play the Calgary Hitmen on the road and the Canada West champion U of A Golden Bears gearing up for the U Sports National Championship. That starts on March 14th in Lethbridge, Bob. Good job, Brendan. Uh, wait a sec here. Uh, it's 12 1228 at Edmonton. Mark Spector's coming in. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, but off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.